uh, thanks for sharing today, guys. Um, it's uh, as they said, um, we're in this series called Common Practices, and um, I love some of your thoughts about uh, incorporating these practices into our lives, um, where sometimes they're hard and they're not easy, and um, and then there's other times in the midst of doing these habits and practices where you just catch little glimpses of cool things uh, that are happening. So um, last week, if you were uh, with us um, or you heard the message, we talked about, um, as, as Caitlin talked about, uh, we talked about turning off your phone, finding time every single day where you can turn your phone off or, or just put it in another room, especially when you're with friends or family, um, maybe when you're at work and you need some focus, um, or maybe just when you need silence in the beginning of the day or at the end of the day. Um, and this is hard. And so I hope you tried it. I hope you'll stick with it. Um, I hope you'll start tracking it. Um, I hope you'll uh, really incorporate some of those intentional breaks during your day away from your phone or your device or technology. Um, and out of all of the habits we're gonna discuss, that might be one of the most important for you. Um, but today I wanna introduce you um, to you another daily habit. And it's gonna build on last week's habit. And it's even gonna build on one of the first habits we talked about. Um, and so it's daily practice or daily habit number four. And if I was writing it, um, here's how I would write it. Engage scripture before you do anything else. Engage scripture before you do anything else. Now, um, every day. And we've been reading this book called The Common Rule by Justin Early. And he describes this practice or this habit even more simply uh, because he knows that 90% of us get up every single morning and um, one of the first things we do is we check our phones, right? Uh, maybe you're just checking for texts or emails um, that you got uh, over the night. Maybe you're checking news. Um, maybe you're just checking weather. But he says, before we do anything else, before we even check our phones, we need to check scripture first. And so he keeps it really simple. He just says daily practice number four is scripture before phone. And it's not that our phones are evil, right? It's simply that they often transport us to content that feeds thoughts and emotions that are not always the best way to start our days. So think about it. Social media and advertisements often make us feel like our lives are boring, like we're missing out on something, like there's a new product that we really need. And until we get that, we're not really going to be happy. Or, or when you check the news, right? It feels like the news always makes us feel anxious, depressed, or angry, right? I, I don't know what it is, but every time I watch the news or check the news or you know check the headlines, I just it makes me feel anxious, depressed, or angry, right? Um, or just checking email or, or a to-do list often reminds me, or my calendar, it often reminds me, wow, I have a million things I have to do today. And some of those things are things I should have done yesterday, but I didn't get to them. So now they're on today's to-do list. And some of those things are things that have been hanging over my head for like a week or a month. And I've just been putting them off or procrastinating. And now I'm feeling guilty or ashamed because I just can't do these things, but I really need to do them today. And I just better get going, right? And here's the deal. There's a time to look at those emails and those tasks and to make a plan and to get to work. 
and there's a time to check the news and there's a time to look at your calendar and there's a time to to text friends back or to check social media there's a time to read blogs there's a time to get on pinterest and and look up that recipe you want to make for tonight and then put the shopping list together when you go to the store there's a time to buy that gift on on amazon for that person whose birthday is coming up there's a time to do all of those things but it's not first thing in the morning that's not how we need to start every single day we need to begin by remembering our true identity right by, by starting with the foundation that I am not just the sum of all the things that I'm expected to do today. I need to start by remembering I don't have to be anxious today. I don't have to be worried today. I don't have to compare myself to others, my work to others, my life to others, my grades to others, right? I don't really need all the products I'm being told that I need to buy. I just need to start and you need to start and we need to start every single day with with those key truths that we all know up here already but for some reason it feels like every night we forget them and we just need to be reminded of them every morning that i'm a child of god first and foremost that god is with me today that jesus goes before me and he just asks me to follow him that my true identity is in him that my true rest can be found in him and my true purpose can be found in him and the best way to do that every single day to remember those things and to start the day with those things is to engage scripture before you do anything else before you look at the phone before you check the news before you open your laptop before you start on your to-do list now i'm guessing uh, most of us think that's a good idea already right I'm guessing that if if you could make it work so that you could spend 10 or 15 minutes every morning before you do anything else, and, and you could just sit down somewhere and, and you could just open a Bible up and you could read a bit and maybe you could journal a bit if journaling is one of your things, and maybe you take a minute or two to pray, and, and then you could get going with the rest of your day. I'm guessing all of us would think that's probably a pretty good practice. That would be grounding. That would be healthy. And yet, I'm also guessing that very few of us actually do it on a consistent basis. Maybe you do it every now and then, right? When you have a little bit of extra time or when you're on vacation or on Saturdays or whatever. But I'm guessing for a lot of us, it's not actually a habit. So the question is why? Why isn't it a habit? If it's a really good practice, why don't we do it consistently? Now, I had a, a, a poll question set up um, where I was going to ask you to actually answer a question and it was going to go on the screen and all that. And then you could say what your answer is and then we could all see what our answers are. Um, it was going to be anonymous, but that's when technology sort of went all crazy. So I don't have that set up. It was set up on Zoom, but it's not. I couldn't get it set up on this. So I'll just tell you what the question is, and I want you to think about these answers, and then we'll unpack them a little bit. So the question I was going to ask you is, why is it difficult for you to engage Scripture every morning on a consistent basis? Why is it personally difficult for you, unless you're one of those people right now who is doing it, 
guessing most of us aren't doing it as a habit. Why is it difficult for you to engage scripture each morning on a consistent basis? Maybe you would say one of these two answers. Well, I'm just not a morning person, right? Or I'm too busy, or I don't have time in the mornings. Or maybe you would say this, well, I just don't know how to read the Bible, or or I need a plan, right? I've tried that before, but I get bored reading the Bible, or I've read it all before. Or maybe you would say the Bible is too hard to understand, or it's, it's irrelevant to my life. That's why I don't read it every day. What would be your answer? Why is it hard for you? What's the thing that makes it most difficult for you? Let's talk about these first couple of answers. Uh, maybe today you would say, I'm not a morning person. And if that's you, that's totally understandable, right? Some of us can get up early and we get going early. And for some of us, that's harder. Um, I was reading some studies about this and uh, I was wondering how many people is this really? And I don't know if it's as big a group as we think. Um, Research shows that about 25% of the population are early risers, meaning it's just natural and easy for them to get up early in the morning. And so that's what makes them morning people. And then about 25% of the population are late risers. It's more natural for them to stay up late at night and then to get up late in the morning. So we'll just call them the night owls. Uh, But then about 50% of the population are in the middle and they're fairly adaptable. They can go either way. So the night owls, the people who are not morning people, it's not really a majority of the population. It's not even half, it's about 25%. But maybe you are one of those people, maybe you're in that 25% and you would just say, man, it is really hard for me to get up early in the morning and that's why this is difficult. Or maybe you would have that second answer. I'm guessing a lot of us would say that one. I'm just really busy. I just don't have time to do this in the mornings. And that's understandable too. Maybe your job is demanding. And so maybe it's all you can do to take a shower, grab a bite to eat, and then jump into work. And, uh, and during coronavirus time, you're not even taking the shower, right? You're, you're just grabbing a bite to eat and then you're jumping right into work now that you're working at home. Or, or maybe you're a parent and it's just a lot of work to get the kids up. Maybe some of your kids get up earlier than you do and you have to get them ready for school and you have to make breakfast, and and before all the coronavirus stuff happened, you you had to make sure they had their backpacks ready, and their homework was in it, and and lunch was packed if they needed to take a lunch, and then you had to get the kids into the car, and you had to take them to school, and and mornings can just be really hectic. And, And so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of us would have answered this option. I'm just too busy. I just don't have time in the mornings to make this work. Taking 10 or 15 or 20 minutes every morning is just really hard to fit in the schedule. And I just can't make it happen very often. But here's how I would push us today if if you would answer one of these answers. Isn't it ultimately a priority issue? I mean, you could or I could make it a priority to do this if we wanted to, right? I mean, even if we have a lot to do in the mornings, I could get up 15 minutes earlier. You could do that, right? Even if you're not a morning person, we could pull that off if we wanted to, right? Because if your boss came to you and said, hey, I I know you usually get going about nine o'clock in the mornings, 
Um, but we need to start having a conference call with our partners on the East Coast at 8 a.m. every morning. And I want you to be a part of the team that's going to lead this new initiative. It's a lot of new responsibility and some awesome opportunities. Can you do that? Would you be able to do that and be a part of that call at 8 a.m. every morning instead of 9 a.m.? I'm guessing if that happened, you would find a way to make it work. Or if you have kids and your kids switch to a new school and the previous school they went to started at 8.30, but the new school they're going to starts at 7.45. I'm guessing you'd figure out a way to get up 45 minutes earlier and make that work. Or when a group of friends asks you, hey, you wanna climb a 14er next weekend, right? Or you wanna go snowboarding or you wanna go skiing. And, and we all know you have to get up early to get to the trailhead early or get to the slopes early. If that is asked of you, you figure out a way to make it work. You see, I think for all of us, if it's a priority, Unless there's a significant health issue you have right now, and that would be different. But if it's a priority, we can find a way to get up earlier, even when we're busy, even when we have a lot going on. And maybe you would say, well, I'm just really busy right now, right? This is just one of those busy weeks or those busy months, or I'm in my busy season. And, and I just There'll be other times when I can pull this off, but right now, I just don't have time to make this work. But what if we have it backwards? What if it's during our busiest seasons, it's actually more important for us to get up earlier and spend a little time with God? Uh, during Lent, a couple of months ago, we read a couple of stories about Jesus and his habits, and I just want to quickly look at those again, because Mark tells us, um, the book of Mark tells us that one time Jesus was in a town and he was healing people and he started healing people in the afternoon. And then it went into the evening after dinner and he was healing people late into the night. And he couldn't even get around to helping everyone who really needed help. And then Mark says this, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up he left the house and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. In other words, don't you know how much we have to do today, Jesus? I mean, there's more people to be healed. There is more work to be done. And Jesus is thinking, yeah, I know. That's why I got up early. I know. I, I, that's why I needed to spend some time alone with my heavenly father, the more work there is to do, the more important it is for me to get up early and spend time by myself with God first. In fact, Luke describes this season in Jesus's life this way. He says, the news about Jesus spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and he prayed. In other words, the more there was to do, the more important Jesus knew it was to get away first and spend some time alone with God. And the same applies to you and to me. The busier you are, the more important it is for you to start your day well. The more important it is for you to get up a little earlier and set the trajectory of your day 
by spending just a little bit of time with God, engaging scripture and praying. Now, we'll talk about the engaging scripture aspect of that in a second, but if you have a hard time getting up early, because again, you're, maybe you're not a morning person, or maybe your schedule is difficult, or maybe you just feel too busy, let me give you a few really practical suggestions that might help you out right now to try to do this. Um, here's the first one, uh, super practical, right? Go to bed earlier and get good sleep. I mean, if you're not getting good sleep, but if I'm not getting good sleep, if we're going to bed really late, it's gonna be really hard to get up early and to make this work. We're just doing everything we can to get to work or to get to the things that we have to do. So, so you need to first address sort of the sleep issue, figure out what it means to get a good night's sleep and start going to bed a little bit earlier. And if you go to bed a little bit earlier and the same time you start getting up earlier, if you do that, your body will begin to adjust. So you need to start there. Here's another really practical suggestion. Get a good alarm clock and utilize morning light, right? Maybe, maybe instead of using your phone as an alarm clock, which can work well, maybe you use an actual alarm clock. In fact, there's one, um, we bought one recently uh, that, that has this light on it that slowly um, gets brighter in the morning before the alarm even goes off. It's supposed to mimic the sun and it actually works. It helps a lot. Maybe leave your window shades up if you have those because morning light has been shown to be really effective. It's natural. It's, it's helping your body adjust to the natural rhythms of creation, of the sun rising and setting each day. So maybe even think about that detail in your life. Here's another suggestion. Develop a routine with a time and a place. So get into a routine of doing something fairly similar most mornings. So maybe your routine is you get up, you get your cup of coffee, and then you sit down in your favorite chair in the living room, right? Or maybe you decide the place I'm gonna do this every morning is gonna be at the kitchen table. Or maybe for you, you have to take your shower first. Like you just can't do anything before you take the shower. So you jump in the shower really quickly and then you come and you sit down. But find a place where you can go every morning spend a little bit of time and try to keep that place the same place. For Janice and I, uh, we get up at 5.30 every morning and we both go get a cup of coffee first. And then she goes and she sits on the sofa in our living room. And then I go back to our bedroom and I sit on the bed. And that's where we sort of spend our time alone with God every morning. And so developing a consistent time and a routine and a place can help you start to turn this into a habit. And then here's the last practical suggestion. Uh, keep a similar routine on weekends or on days off. Now I get it on the weekend or when you have a day off, it's easy to sleep a little bit later and that's totally fine. Sleep a little bit later, rest a little bit more. But if you can keep doing a similar routine on your days off, that can help a whole lot. If you take those days off, if you're not doing it, it's just easy to get thrown off. So keeping the same patterns and the same habits, even on your days off, can really help you. Now, the other challenge when it comes to engaging scripture first thing in the morning is, well, what do you do, right? What do you actually read? Because as I said, some of you might have said, well, I don't know how to read the Bible very well. I've never really done that. Or, or I don't have a good plan. Like, where do I even start? Or I get bored doing this. I've tried it before. And 
and it just it's boring or or it's hard to understand i've i've tried and 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 there's just the parts that i read in the morning are hard to understand or they don't seem relevant to my life and i don't even know why i'm doing this and those are all legitimate challenges in fact i would say i've been through all of these phases i have felt all of these things before I'm a pastor, right? So I, it's like part of my job to read the Bible all the time. So trust me, it gets old for me too. It gets boring for me too. So I've felt these things before. So let me give you a few suggestions about what you might read in the Bible and how to even approach it. Because uh, first I wanna talk a little bit about how to engage scripture, because there's, there's a few different ways to engage scripture. Um, engaging scripture can include either first reading the Bible, uh, second studying the Bible, or third digesting the Bible. So reading the Bible is just like it sounds, right? It's just reading for length. It's reading big chunks at a time. It's reading the Bible in the way you would read a novel, right? You sit down and you read it for a while and you're trying to find the storyline and figure out what's going on. Uh, some of us have taken that challenge of reading through the Bible in a year, and this is sometimes what you do. You just spend some time and you read through big chunks and you're trying to see what this book is all about. But then the second is studying the Bible, and that's pretty self-apparent as well, right? You maybe take one passage, it's not a long passage, but you take one passage and you dig a lot deeper into that one passage. Right? You do some background research and, and you're trying to understand who wrote it and what the context was and what all the cultural references are about. And you're almost like an investigator. You're trying to really understand what is happening in this one passage and what everything means. And that's a really important practice as well. But I want to suggest that in the mornings, you're not primarily reading the Bible to read a whole bunch. And you're not primarily studying the Bible. There's other times where you might read big chunks, and there's other times where you might study a passage if you're in a small group or a Bible study or something like that. But in the mornings, I want to suggest engaging Scripture with a different goal in mind. And it's a lot more close to this third thing that I've described of digesting the Bible. And that means in the mornings, your goal is simply to set the course for the rest of your day. To, to remind yourself of those key truths you need to be reminded of. To give yourself something to, to meditate on, to reflect on, something that will center you or ground you. And that's what this digesting the Bible does. It's kind of a term I, I, I made up, I guess you could say. It's, it's, it's just because I think it's a really good metaphor. It's like you're, you're just chewing on something. You're chewing on wisdom and truth right? It's almost like a, a good cup of coffee that you're just, you're sipping to really taste the flavor. Now, there's different ways to, to digest the Bible in, in the way I'm describing it. So let me give you a few suggestions for how you might do that as part of your morning habit. Um, the first is just read for five or 10 minutes. This doesn't need to be super long. This is not a Bible study, remember? It's just a short time of reflection. Now, if you have the time and you want to make it longer, that's great. You can do that. But it doesn't need to be long. Set aside about 15 minutes if possible and just take five or 10 of those minutes to do a little bit of reading. Here's a second suggestion.
stay away from the hard parts of the Bible. So I don't think morning is the best time to tackle the book of Judges, right? Or Ezekiel or the book of Revelation. Now, I'm not suggesting you ignore the hard parts of the Bible altogether. In fact, we're going to read through and study one of the hardest parts of the Bible this fall together, and I'm excited about that. But in your daily morning time, I think it's best to just stay away from those parts and to keep it really simple. In fact, that's the next suggestion I put. Just keep it simple, right? Don't try the hard parts. Don't say, I'm going to read the whole book of Ephesians this morning, right? You might just read one chapter. You might just read half a chapter. You might even just read a few or a handful of verses. And then you just sit and you reflect on those few verses. Now, you might be saying, well, I still don't know where to start. Like, give me a plan. What, what, what should we actually read? Let me give you two suggestions. The Psalms and the Gospels are a great place to start. So for the Psalms, just read one Psalm a day, right? Some of the Psalms are really short. You could read a couple of Psalms a day. Some of them are pretty long, and you might just break those up and just read half or a part of a Psalm. I think that the Psalms are the best thing you could read in the mornings. In fact, that's actually what I'm doing right now in my life. I I put together a plan where I'm going to read through the book of Psalms over the course of two months. So there's 150 Psalms. So like I said, some of them are short. So I read a few a morning and some of them are long and I don't read the whole thing each morning. But I read through the whole book of Psalms, all of them over the course of two months. And that's about 10, 15 minutes tops of reading every single morning. So I started this in January. And for the month of January's and February, I read through all of them. And then in March, I started over again. And now I read a different translation. And in March and April, I did that. And then a couple of weeks ago in May, I just started all over again. And I'm doing a different translation. And I'm just going to keep doing that for the rest of the year. And here's the deal. I'm not learning a whole bunch of new stuff in the educational sense. And yeah, I, I get bored sometimes. And, and, and yeah, sometimes my, my mind just starts wandering while I'm reading. But learning isn't really the goal. The goal is to allow these words of truth and wisdom. In the case of the Psalms, these ancient prayers and songs that were written, it's to allow them to shape me and to nourish me. I mean, it's almost like eating breakfast, right? Most mornings, I eat mostly the same thing for breakfast. I mean, there's a few different breakfast options, but most of us eat the same kinds of things pretty regularly for breakfast. Why? Because we need the nourishment. In fact, I think the Psalms are probably what Jesus usually reflected on when he was alone with God. And we don't know for certain, <laughs> We're not told, and he didn't have a Bible the same way we have Bibles. It was a different time. But I do know this. Jesus quoted the book of Psalms more than any other book in the Old Testament. It's clear he knew it really well. It was on his heart, and I'm guessing it's because he spent a lot of time reflecting on the Psalms when he got up early in the mornings to spend time with God. Now, here's another suggestion. Um, you could read through the Gospels as well. 
Um, there's four gospel accounts in the New Testament about Jesus' life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew is 28 chapters, so you could read a chapter a day, and that would be about a month. So you could do that over the next month. Um, in fact, each chapter in the gospel accounts is actually full of a number of different stories or shorter parables or episodes. And so you don't even need to read a whole chapter every day. You could just read one parable or one story or one little episode from Jesus's life every day and then just reflect on it. Now, there are other options. There's, there's some other places in the Bible that would be good for morning reading. But just start here. Start with the Psalms or start with the Gospels and make it a habit. And you've probably read some of the Psalms or many of the Psalms or all of the Gospels before, but make it a habit. Do it for the next six months, right? And then if you're bored with those and you're itching for something different and you want to try something different, come talk to me in six months. We'll go out to lunch. We'll go to an actual restaurant. We'll sit down together, hopefully, and I'll give you some other ideas. But start with the Psalms or the Gospels. Here's two more suggestions, and then we'll wrap up. Consider using a physical Bible. Uh, there's a great app. It's called the Bible app. Very original, right? And uh, it's super convenient. There's a bunch of translations on the Bible app. Um, there's some great devotions. There's even some great reading plans. And, and I think it's a great app. I've got it on my phone, and, and I use it on other occasions. Um, there's also great prayer apps. Stephen mentioned one uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and if you use those and they're helpful for you, then by all means, use them. But for me in the mornings, I find that if I look at my phone, I enter the world of my phone. And I just don't want to do that until I've spent some time with God and read through the Bible and prayed. And so for me, I still just use a physical Bible. In fact, I found some some Bibles, some versions of the Psalms that I'm reading right now that I love. And, and, and I just, I like the tactile feel of, of still holding an actual book and turning the pages and seeing the ink on the page. And there's just something more substantial about it for me uh, than, than using a screen and, and sort of swiping. And so you might consider just using an actual physical Bible. Um, and then here's the last thing, conclude with prayer. So we talked about this the first week. Just take a minute at the end of your time and pray to God. And it can be your own words. It can be your own prayer. Uh, it can be a written prayer. There's some great books that have written prayers. It can be the Lord's Prayer. That's what I've been doing when I finish reading the Psalms. I just say the Lord's Prayer every morning. It can be a prayer. That, uh, Stephen suggested some prayers in that first uh, message in the, when we talked about that. It can be one of those prayers. Those were great, simple prayers. Just conclude your time with a short prayer and then go about your day and start doing the work that God has called you to do. Now, if you have made this a habit in your life already, um, that's awesome. Hopefully this message is just an encouragement to you today. If you do this occasionally, that's great too. But what would it look like to make this an actual habit? For it to be consistent. For even when you're busy, you don't give it up and you don't say, I just have too much going on. Right? But in your busiest season, you actually say, man, I need this today more than any other day. It's not less important. It's actually more important when I'm busy. Maybe you're listening and you've done this in the past but you gave it up. 
right? Because it just got old or it got boring. And that's totally understandable. I've given it up a number of times in my life. Would you be willing to try it again? Would you be willing to maybe try it with a different goal in mind? It's not necessarily about learning something new. It's not necessarily about instantaneous results. It's not like when you do a, a 15 minute time every morning, your mornings are gonna start magically becoming perfect and all your to-do lists are gonna get done really quick. Like, it doesn't work that way. It's a whole lot more like eating healthy food or exercising regularly. It's hard at first, it's difficult, it's tiring. You maybe don't even see a substantial difference right away. It's a weeks or maybe even months later when you start realizing, wow, this is making me healthier. This is making a difference. And I think it's the same way with spending scripture, spending time with scripture every morning. It might be months later that you realize, you know, I don't think I'm as anxious as I used to be. I think I've got a better attitude towards my work and even that difficult person I work with than I used to have. My patience with my kids is not running out as quickly as it used to right? That's the way habits work. They work over the long haul. Now, last, maybe you're here and you're listening and uh, you've never done this. <laughs> maybe you're new to church. Maybe you've never even really read the Bible, right? Maybe the idea of spending 15 minutes every single morning reading the Bible is something like you think priests do, right? It's just, it's just not something you've ever even been interested in. And if that's you, why don't you give it a try? And, and I don't mean for just one day, try it. I mean, like, give it a try for this whole week. Maybe you take the next three weeks or the next month. Try it for a whole month and be open to seeing how God meets you during that time. Let me pray for all of us as we um, try to engage this or re-engage it this week. God, <clears throat> um, thank you that you'd have given us um, these words of wisdom, um, these words of passion, these stories about Jesus, this rich text um, that we call the Bible. And uh, I pray that you would give each one of us the courage that we need um, to give this a try this week. I pray for those of us who are tired, who have done this in the past, who are wondering, is it going to be any different if I try this again now? Um, help us to have the courage to just make it a priority, God. And I pray that you would meet us in these habits of spending some time with you at the beginning of every single day. I pray all of this in your name. Amen.